Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Pen Addict Podcast, your weekly show where we discuss pens, paper and the analogue tools that we love so dearly. I am here with the chieftain, the Pumbaa, the grandmaster, the all-high wizard, um, himself incarnate, the pen addict, chief pen addict, Brad Dowdy. See, that's getting longer every week. Every week. I, don't, I mean, we're in episode 24. I mean, you know, in 20 more episodes, we're going to have like a whole show of just intro. Uh, the, the unfortunate thing is these things, I don't plan them before I say <laughs> them. I just say them. Um, and uh, and I will I will vouch to the listeners for that. That's why that's why Mike's so good at this. But not to blow smoke up at uh, Mike, but um, because yeah, basically I'm he saying just, that he just says this off the top of his head. Seriously, I'm saying that through my fear of insulting somebody's religion. At some point. <laughs> that will happen. You are Brad Dowdy. You are the pen addict. I'm Mike Hurley of Seventy Decibels. This show is brought to you by Squarespace and DocuSign, and we're going to talk about those in just a little bit. Our lovely sponsors. So, Mr. Uh, All High Chief Penning Ball, how are you? I'm very good. How about you? I'm very well, my man. I'm very well. Glad to be glad to be back with you this week, doing another another episode. We're going to talk a bit about storage stuff. Yeah, today. yeah. I got an email from a reader last week, and that that was kind of a topic we haven't covered. We've talked about you know just small storage and portable storage like pen cases, but. He was run, wondering more of a behind-the-scenes look at, at the, the mass quantities of pens and, and how I store them. So we will be talking about that today. Before we get to that, I would like to follow up with you about your portable storage situation. Sure. So what are you using at the moment? Because you have the um, you bought one of the cases that I have. What is it called? The Lihid Lab Tefa case, pen case. And are you, are you still using that? I did a fair and balanced two-week trial. That means and, no, then. And I'm out of it. Yep. Yeah. It's, it, it currently has zero pins in it and is sitting, sitting in my pin storage. Um, I have it's, – it's a mental thing, honestly. Because the fact that you are mental. Yeah. Well, that's, that's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> um, with that case, so when I go to work, I want to take, like, my favorite pins with me. And, you know, and, you know, some are – you know, nice and expensive. You know, we got the Vanishing Point, and you know, got Retro Fifty One, and got you know my Koiko AL Sport, and some of the nicer pens that I like to use. Yep. And I could not get over the pens constantly rubbing against each other. No telling what was going on in that pen case at night, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the way that case is designed. They slot vertically, right, and they're adjacent to each other. There's no separation. They clip onto a strap, essentially, just next to each other. Um, and every time I open that case, I would just like cringe. I'm like, "Oh, this is killing me." And uh, you know, I I think two weeks to the day, I went back to the uh, my nomadic roller, and that way I can put like five of them in their own individual sleeve. And then I can put maybe five more of the ones that I don't care. They get you know roll around together and and bang up um, in kind of the open section of the pouch. And I've been able to sleep at night ever since. So this is that like holy <laughs> grail of pen cases that nobody else can buy except you, isn't it? Yeah, that sounds like a good Kickstarter project for me. There you go. So, to, to remake that case, you should do that. People <laughs> would buy that. Yeah. It's, I, I've gotten tons of compliments on that case, and everyone that was able to get one, you know, really enjoys it. But, um, you know, there, there's another, and I don't, I don't have the, the, the nomadic product numbers in front of me, but there's the, 
the nomadic trifold um, pocket case for people that like people like me. There, there's two kinds of pen cases, right? There's one where you kind of dump everything in and everything just rolls around and you know just kind of a mass of pens in there, just kind of a big open case. And then you have other pen cases that separate by indiv- individual pens. The Lihid Labs is kind of in between there, to where there is some more organization, but the pins are still kind of banging around against each other. There's one called the Nomadic Trifold, and I forget the the product number, but um, that one, in lieu of the uh, the, the Nomadic Roll case, I, I recommend the the Trifold a lot for someone who wants to separate their pins individually. Um, I haven't tried one of the. Uh, the have you seen like on jet pens and stuff the roll wrap cases like they roll up it's almost like a larger piece of fabric or leather or something like that yeah i'm and, looking at and, one that like the the most purchased pencil case at the moment it's called c play seven roll and it's exactly. all sold out it's leather yep i've never used one of those um i, I like the idea of them though it's it's kind of like that the nomadic trifold is is similar to that but it it doesn't roll. It's like it says. It's a trifold. So um, and I, I like Nomadic's nylon and Velcro construction. It's very utilitarian and durable and and fairly priced. So, but same with those roll pin cases. Those provide you individual storage for each one of your pins. You just can't carry a mass amount of pins. The Lihit Labs. You can. It's an impressive case for the amount of storage that you get out of it. I should have weighed my pen case. I've never carried a heavier pen case in my life because I could put so much in there, right? I filled it to the hilt because I didn't want stuff moving around. So on both sides, on both straps, I had it just, I couldn't squeeze in another pen. I think that case must have weighed like two pounds. It was pretty heavy. But you're still using yours, right? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I knew there was something wrong with you. Me and you are going to fight one day. <laughs> hey, I got another quick topic that we didn't discuss beforehand that might uh, that might get us off track. <laughs> okay. You want to hear it? Yeah. So I have a reader that bought a vanishing point, and he bought it with the EF nib replacement unit. So I have the F nib, and you have the M, right? Or do you have the B? For what, sorry? The vanishing point nib. Uh, I have the bold. Okay, so I have the F, the fine. He bought the extra fine, which I don't, that hasn't always been available, I believe. I think it's just come out in the past few years. The stabby edition, as I like to, to call it. It is. And, and he, you know, that was his first vanishing point, and he said, you know, I probably, you know, went a little too far there, and he didn't care for it. So I said, you know, I've always been interested about that. Maybe send it to me, you know, and we can work out a swap. I'll try it out see if I like it and I'll send you my F nib unit. Um, so he sent it to me and, um, I can't use it. It is really crazy. Feels like I'm stabbing a hypodermic needle into the page sharp. It, um, even for me and you know, it almost can't get too fine for me. That was a little much. That so, must be, I mean, if if you have a problem with it, I can only imagine that I would sooner pull my eyes out. Yeah, oh, for sure. Because, you know, I thought that would be something I would buy a nib unit down the line because you can just buy those, right, for I keep the same stealth barrel and just swap out the entire nib unit. They're like 60 bucks. Right. So I thought, you know, down the line I'd pick up an EF one just to try. And I figured oh, I'd probably like it. And 
this was a good opportunity for me to test it out. And I thought for sure, I, I thought it was going to be a no brainer. I was like, Oh, yep. Love it. Let's switch. And I used it for like three days in a row and I just kept looking at it. I'd write and I'd just look at it and I was like, it just doesn't feel right. It is really, really fine. I've never seen anything like that on a fountain pen before. So um, I, I went back to the, to the FNIB and I was like, oh, okay, there we go. Much better. So that was an inter- interesting test run I did, and I, and I, I appreciate uh, Philip for uh, letting me test that test his out and for a few days. And you know, unfortunately, the the swap didn't go through just because it uh, it wasn't a good fit for me. And uh, I guess he's probably going to look at getting an F or an M nib uh, nib unit for his vanishing point. So anyway, I just thought I would share that with you that I have tested out the EF vanishing point nib unit, and it is crazy. Cool. There you go. Yep. So, so let's talk about our first sponsor, and then we can get into the to the to the meat and potatoes. Yes, and let's talk about Squarespace. We love Squarespace, don't we, Brad? We love us some Squarespace here at the Pen Addict. So the things that we have loved historically about Squarespace, we love their rock-solid hosting, their easy-to-design WYSIWYG tools, their fantastic iOS applications, um, their beautiful statistics packages. Well, what if I can give you all of this with their brand-new features, Squarespace 6? Surely I'm just going to blow everyone's minds. What more do I need to say? I don't think I need to say any more, but I'm going to anyway. So they have beautiful new templates. You can see these at new.squarespace.com forward slash templates. Um, or you go to mikehurley.net, you'll see one in action. Um, I absolutely love the work that Squarespace have done um, with the new templates for the new Squarespace. I, you know, I love that when you are using mobile you know, and it's all responsive, so you go to my site on an iPhone um, and it scales everything down, makes it fit the pages nicely. I like that when you're scrolling as well, you, the, um, the, the page content kind of slides behind the header and there's like a little transparency there. It's cool. Really nice design. Like What they've done is they've taken the excellent tools that you have to customize Squarespace designs. So you've still got all of those. Um, and they kept the essence in that a Squarespace site doesn't look like it's just come from a you know from a blogging platform, and then they've taken it to the next level. And the stuff that they've done behind the scenes as well, next level. Like the 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 whole experience has has received this lovely lick of paint, and it's absolutely beautiful. Um, all of the back end stuff is really simple. Um, like if you want to create a new page, you just open a new page up, you drop in the elements that you want, you just drag and drop them in. I want to put a contact form here. I want to put um, some social widget stuff here. I want to just drag it all in, drag it all in, configure it all. Excellent. I love it. Um, Social media integration now, so you can uh, sync with your social media accounts. So you can, for example, tweet every post that you write out. You can do that straight out. Link list support. So if you want to have the daring fireball style links, this is where the the header, the headline of your... um, post is an actual link out to the source material that you're talking about. They have Markdown um, by default. If you are a Markdown, if you write in Markdown you use that um, markup language, then you can now enable this by default into your posts. I love it. Custom domain names when you sign up for a year or more of Squarespace that's all still there and it's all integrated seamlessly. 
I can give you 10% off your first purchase of Squarespace if you enter the code 70decibels7, that's 70-D-E-C-I-B-E-L-S-7 at checkout. And I can also give you a two-week free trial to try all this stuff out if you go to squarespace.com forward slash 70decibels. Thank you to Squarespace. Thank you, Squarespace. So, we're going to talk about organization outside of the pencil case. Right. So, the question was, let me see if I got the email here. Uh, do, do, sorry. Do, 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 do. I know. Sorry. I was on a different screen. <laughs> this is from, from Craig. Craig says, in the time I've been reading your blog and listening to the podcast, I've gotten the impression that you must have a lot of pens, refills, and related paraphernalia. And I find myself wondering if you have some kind of system to store and organize it all. He must be a Brit because he uses S and organize. So I'm going to go with that. Perhaps you could talk about useful ways you found to contain the hoard. Since I don't have a vast collection myself, but my fountain pens are quickly growing in number along with the stuff that tends to come with them. So I'm always interested to hear ideas that might be useful either now or in the future. So my (laughs) my storage and you know if you if you followed me since the beginning, you've seen me kind of do some pictures and maybe some tweets of of how I store my pens, and it is very very unimpressive (laughs) and just kind of getting the job done type of storage so you know i probably have i mean i've never counted how many pins i have it's you know i don't know let's say a few hundred um and that's you know just some mass market pins you know where you buy four packs and five packs or dozens and you know they just all kind of pile up and you just get numbers and numbers and numbers and at the house, I, I don't have a lot of storage, so I tried to consolidate as many pins as possible into one storage bin. So what I've done is taken, you know, like if you go to the store and, you know, like a Walmart or Target or something, and they just have the plastic storage bins, right? Just like, uh, I don't know how big this thing is, 40-gallon, 50-gallon, somewhere right there. Something that's about two or three shoeboxes in size, if you can picture that. I'm sorry, I don't have the right gallon measurement mm-hmm. or liter measurement. But what I've done is taken one of those boxes and early on when I started the pen addict and I started acquiring these pens, I'd sort them out by most of the time by brands. So like Pilot, um, Pentel, Zebra, Muji, and different things like that. I took that bin, I took a box of Ziploc bags, mm-hmm. and I sorted them. I sorted them by brand oh, and man. put them back in the bag. And I bet that was a fun day, though. Yeah, I mean that's that's the gist of my storage. And I can tell when I'm getting too many pins when I can't close the lid on the bin, <laughs> and I get tired of saying, "Oh, I wish I had this pin today," and having to dig to the bottom of the bin and have a lot of Ziplocs to go through. Um, but, you know, I just use the clear Ziploc so I can see what's in them, obviously. And, you know, the regular size, the standard size Ziploc is the perfect width for a pen, right? So they they store them in there tightly. Um, I separate them by brand. Then I have, you know, like a, I'll have like a separate bag of just like refill stuff. That's the, the paraphernalia he's talking about. You know, refills come in individual packaging or sometimes you get an extra refill when you buy a pen. Yeah. And I'm always, you know losing those or set them to the side. Um, 
So that has its own bag, and that's a pretty large bag. And then I have – I use one of my pin cases, like we were talking about before. I mentioned earlier just one of the – like an open-style pin case, and that holds like all my fountain pen ink cartridges. That way I can dump them all in, and I know if I need a fountain pen ink cartridge, that's where I go to grab it. I mean it's – I don't have some kind of uber, you know – awesomely engineered storage system but it's it, it really works and the thing is i can just take that bin store it in the closet and when i want to do some pen reviews or i have to go through go through some of it and and rearrange you know i can just take that out in one shot carry it into my living room or wherever kitchen table wherever i'm going to work on this and everything's organized i can pull it all out see it right there on the table um when i get new pens i i tend to just um set them on the top of the bin until I get the time to open the bin and organize the new pins and into their right spots. So I'm, I'm anal in the fact that I want, I've set up like things to be with like things, right? I just don't throw all my pins together and have to fish through them. Mm-hmm. That would, that would drive me berserk. So you but, sort of, you just arrange them by, um, by the brand you said, right? Generally. And, and even more so in the, in the particular, uh, product like Pilot High Tech C has its own bag, probably because I have thirty of them. You know, Uniball Sino DX, same way. Pentel Slissy has got its own bag, Sleechy. Um, but then for smaller brands where I don't have the mass thing, I'll just put them all together. Like all the zebra pins, they go in one spot because I don't have you know thirty of the zebra Sarasa clip or something like that. So mm-hmm. I just try to I I want to be able to find the stuff that I do have when I want to find it. Um. And then I want to also be able to have the parts and replacement parts and, and other things in one location because that stuff does tend to pile up, which is kind of what Craig's alluding to. Not only do you have the pins, but then you get a lot of extras. And when those things get separated and you're looking for that refill that you bought or that extra refill or this other ink cartridge that you had or anything like that, um, I, I, I keep those nearby too. They all live in the same bin. So now there's the one thing I haven't figured out storage for, and the one thing that's gonna, yeah, I, I talk about it's gonna get me in trouble, but I've, I've been kind of kind of lax on it. Is fountain pen ink? I, I have no clue on how to store that. I don't keep it in the same bin because it kind of rolls around too much. Um, I mean, because it's not in a separate container. It's almost like I need to own my fountain pen inks need their own box, but I just worry about them shuffling around and jostling around. So I actually just have them sitting on a shelf in a closet, but I've only got like maybe five or six bottles right now anyway. So that's not too huge of a problem, but uh, in the future it might be. So if any, any of the heavy fountain pen users out there who have, you know, 20 and 30 bottles of ink, I'd be interested to see how you store, store quantities like that. Yeah. Um, especially not out in the open. I understand if you have a desk or a, you know, a workspace or an art table where you can keep a lot of that out. But if you're storing that away, in a closet, I'd, I'd be interested to know what um, what you use. What are what are those options? So that's 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 my pen bin, and I could probably find some old pink pictures to link to you, and uh, and I'll see if I can get you some for the show notes, just so people can see what I'm talking about. Because that literally, this system hasn't changed in probably four or five years. Um, it's been the same since the beginning. When the bin gets too full, I purge it. Um, you know, either my, my kids get the pins or I take a big batch to work and give them away to everyone at work who they're always excited to get that. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they come, ooh, I like this one. And, and you know, and 
they wonder what it is and how did I find it and where can they get it? And then they're like, you really have this many pins? And I'm like, yeah, pretty much so. But it's, uh, they're, they're well, they're well aware of my problem now. And now they seek me out at work, which is kind of funny. I'm not, I'm not an in the closet addict anymore. <laughs> not in the pen closet. Yep. I so, don't really have a storage system. I haven't got enough stuff. I have a pen cup that I made out of Lego. <laughs> oh, cool. And, um, all my pens live in there or they live in the uh, that's the stuff that I keep at home and then obviously I have my uh, the hit lab case where all my good stuff lives mm-hmm. and then people are going to hate hate me for saying this but I keep all of my stuff on a windowsill Ooh, yeah, including my ink yeah yeah I know I know that's a terrible idea <laughs> yeah but I only have one bottle of ink okay um, and the rest is just cartridges in their boxes yeah so I don't think it's going to get too hurt there and, and you got to remember where I live we right. get like four days of sun a year. Exactly, exactly. But I mean, it gets hard to to manage it when you when you get all this stuff. Which I'm certainly not complaining. I like all my stuff, but it can it can get away from you quickly once you you start accumulating. Just like anything else, once you start accumulating, that gets crazy. The one thing I do do is when I have um, new pins or pins that I haven't reviewed. Those stay completely separate from that whole batch of stuff because I don't want to get them lost. I kind of keep. I have a pouch that I keep. Um, Pin, I like I have a to be reviewed pouch that I keep in my desk drawer, so I don't have to go search. So when it's time for me to sit down and do pen reviews, I don't have to go searching through this through my big box of doom. But um, yeah, I use I use that's that's the big size container. Um, I I wish I had the the size I could tell you. I think it's fifty or sixty gallon, um, that which is not as big as it sounds. Um, and then I use like two of the similar width containers, but about half the size. And what I, I use those for my notebooks. Um, I don't have a lot of stray storage just like laying around, you know, the notebooks either like one of them has larger size, you know, like your eight and a half by 11s or, or that size, that dimension notebook just stacked up in there just so I can move them around easily. And then the other one has, you know, all my, um, dome paper, utility journals, field notes, you know, the smaller, smaller footprint notebooks um, just lined up, you know, vertically through there. So my the entirety of my pen storage and paper storage consists of those three cases. Um, and I could, if I stacked them on top of each other, I could carry them around, hold them all together. It's not that much stuff. So, so Craig, that's my, uh, <laughs> that's my highly engineered solution for my pen storage, Ziplocs and plastic bins. Cool. What more do you need? I know, I know. It, it works for me. Like I said, this when I when I first started, I, I knew I had to have some type of storage, and this is what I I landed on in the beginning, and I've had no reason to change it ever since. So, seems to work fine. If it ain't broken, don't fix it. That's right. Do you need to find me an image? I do. I'll, I will find one. I, I know I have two or three because I've I've shared them out before. Good stuff. So I have to come up with one. Now, we have something else we want to get onto, but before we do that, should we talk about our second sponsor? We should. Now, our second sponsor this week um, is DocuSign. Now, DocuSign, are the, they, they provide you with the easiest and most secure way to add signatures to 
documents, no matter where you are. They are DocuSign are used in over 180 countries, and they have more than 20 million users. They allow you to um, upload your own documents from your own hard drive or from cloud services like Dropbox or Google Docs and stuff like that. So let's get into a little bit about the features. So I know that Mr. Dowdy right now is moving home. Now, yes. I know that with a house purchase, you have many, 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 many pieces of paper. It's endless. That you have to sign an initial and put your name on and put your address on and then put your blood type on. <laughs> right? Now, yep. what DocuSign does is they give you the power to control those documents without the paper. So, imagine this, Brad. So, that, that 275,000-page contract that you had to sign... Mm-hmm. Imagine instead of that being delivered to you on six different trucks, imagine if you got an email, you opened that email, and it said, Steve Fredson, who is your real estate lawyer, absolutely, would need you to sign this document, and it's been sent to you via DocuSign. So you go, okay, fine. You click on the email, you double-click it, because Steve was able to upload it from his um, hard drive and he put it into his DocuSign and he sent it to you by email because that's the way that you, you send out the documents to the people you need their, their attention. You open it up, Brad, and it takes you to the DocuSign website um, and it shows you your doc- the document that you need and it's got it all there, all the pages there. And then it will take you step by step through every part where you need to sign, every part where you need to put your name and address. It just takes you all the way through it so you don't miss anything. Oh, so it's guided. It's guided. Oh, that's you, cool. You sign by either using your finger on the trackpad or you use one of their iOS apps or their um, iPad app or their – I have an Android app too, so you can sign with your finger there right on the screen and you can also access all of your documents there as well. You sign it all. It gets sent back to him. It goes to the other people. Like say it needs to go to your wife or it can also go to her after you're done. goes back to your real estate lawyer and it's legally binding. Man. Done. That's good stuff. That that would seriously come in handy over these this past month. <laughs> the amount of documents and, and hoops I've had I had to jump through to to get all the things done and you know, the, the driving around and the managing the files and the getting all the signatures and forgetting to sign in certain places and mm-hmm. wow. They, yeah, that that would come in come in handy big time. So DocuSign, they have plans that are available for different types of users depending on how many people you need to have access to the files. And different, they have uh, plans that are tailored to different business sectors, like they have DocuSign for real estate. Right Now, they also have loads of support documents and webinars as well. So if, for example, you work in a company and you want to try and um, convince your co-workers to start using DocuSign, well, they have webinars and stuff to try and show how DocuSign can be effective in your business. Now, you can sign up for a 30-day free trial of this application, this web application, that allows you to sign anytime, anyplace, and on any device, which is totally safe, secure, and legally binding, which is DocuSign. And you can sign up for a 30-day free trial at DocuSign.com, which is D-O-C-U-S-I-G-N.com forward slash 70 decibels. That also helps support us. Go there to find out more and sign up and try it out. If you have documents that you need people to sign, this is the only option for you. Fantastic. There you go. So, next topic. Yeah, I need uh, I need the readers, the I always say readers, the listeners help <laughs> on this. Readers and listeners help on this. Um, 
I have a gentleman that sent me an email, and he's very, very specific on what he wants. And let me just go through his hit list because it, it's it's reasonably straightforward. I mean, it's a it's a very detailed list, but I, it's um, it's it's pretty normal thing. So he wants ink that's archival in his pen. You know, water resistant, acid free, UV proof. He wants it. You know, these journal. You know, if he's going to use it for a journal to last a long time, or if he writes a check, it's not going to wash out. Things like that. Prefers a liquid ink, like a rollerball ink. Does not like gel and does not like ballpoint. And not too light in color. Um, you do tend to find that with some liquid inks, especially blues. Blues tend to be lighter um, in a lot of rollerball liquid inks. Won't explode on a plane. That's a kicker. Um, that that shortens the list greatly. Looks halfway decent. Um, something, you know will enjoy using, breaking out, and you know, giving to someone else, let someone else use, things like that. Um, he says he, right now he uses a Uniball 207 that skips and is way too light, a Stadler pigment liner, which is not smooth, but you know, that handles the, the archival ink qualities. Um, it's also, I, I guess those types of pins are plane safe, I'm not positive. And he uses a Faber-Castell ballpoint, which is airplane safe because the, the ballpoint inks really, um, I haven't had any no one really talks about the ballpoint inks linking on a, on a flight, although uh, I guess they would, but not as much as liquid or gel ink. So my when I read that, the easy answer for me was the there's a pen called the Uniball Vision Elite, and I, I can't I know we've talked about this pen before, and I can't remember if it was called something uh, differently over there in the UK, yeah, and I'm thinking that it was, but I I can't remember. It's the one that they that Uniball markets as airplane safe, but um, it's liquid ink rollerball uses archival ink, right? It's their super Uniball Super Ink technology. They've started to put all of their pens now, including the the Vision Elite. Um, obviously won't explode on a plane. And you know, it's reasonably good looking. It's it's a plastic barrel pen, but it's it's one of the more professional looking pens that Uniball does. And I mentioned that and he said, yeah, he's tried it. And he said what he would really like is to find a rollerball that uses refillable ink cartridges. And I, I, have you ever seen a pen like that, Michael? Just a, a rollerball pen, a rollerball tip or a nib I've, that uses an ink cartridge, like a fountain pen ink cartridge. I've never heard of it. Okay. So, Kaweco, I, I don't know of many. Kaweco makes all of their, let's see, classic, ice sport, all of that, that entry level fountain pen, the, the plastic barrel uh, Kaweco, uh, the classic, and you know that entire line they make that all of those pins in a liquid ink cartridge rollerball and I, I have one of these and i've reviewed it and uh, I'll, I'll send you the link to that for the for the show notes um and it's just as you imagine it's it's the same body the same ink cartridge as the fountain pen but just has a rollerball tip now what this gentleman would like to do is refill those ink cartridges with his favorite ink, which I think is, is, um, you know, the noodlers like bulletproof black, you know, super dark archival, you know, that's his favorite ink. And it's not going to, this isn't going to fit his, uh, airplane safe criteria. There, there's no way that this is going to be an airplane safe type pen, but for everyday writing and journaling, that would be his perfect solution. Now, the only other pen I've seen like that is Zebra has actually started to make one that they've put on store shelves at like Walmart and Target. Um, I don't have the model number. 
I'll also give you a link to that. I've reviewed it as well. I was not impressed with it, but it is basically a, a steel, a stainless steel body pen, um, like you know, in the zebra style that they make, and it's just got you know black ink cartridges that just snap right in. So what I'm wondering is, those are the only two I know of. There has to be some manufacturer has to make a a higher end rollerball with an ink cartridge refill. So that that's my uh, question for the for the listeners. If you know of any other pens that take uh, any other rollerball pens that take ink cartridges, please let me know because that's not something I'm I'm too too familiar with. Like I said, I've reviewed a couple, but those are you know lower end entry level type stuff. Is there something more substantial um, available? For, for that type of pen. So, I mean, it, it's good in theory. I haven't, the two that I've tested, I haven't been impressed with the feel of the rollerball, right? They've both felt, um, not, not as smooth. The ink flow has been fine, but I, the, the rollerball does not roll very well in, in my opinion. Like there, there wasn't enough, I don't know if, if it's lubrication or if it's just the design that it was that, that made it feel scratchy. I, I didn't care for it. Um, I like the idea of being able to use different inks. Like I like um, Kawiko's blue black ink, which is what I used in mine. And that was cool. But just overall, I was, that's not a pen I would use very frequently. I, it just didn't, didn't fit my needs. So, so, Hmm. Guess yeah, I, I know there, 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 right? there's something else out there. I, there's gotta be other things out there. So I'd be interested to see. Would you ever use something like that? Well, I find it a bit oddball, mm-hmm. personally. Like, if I want replaceable ink, this is just my own opinions. You know, if I want mm-hmm. replaceable ink, I'm going to use a fountain pen anyway. That's just because right. I prefer them to rollables anyway. We've spoken about this a bunch of times, but sure, I don't. I've never really come into contact with many rollables that I would. You know, the barrel's so great that I would, f- would feel like I would need to have replaceable ink like that. I don't know. It just seems weird. Like, why not just get a refill like a rollable refill right right does that make sense like it, I, yeah it because he can't use he can't customize the ink like i mean it's right. a pretty spec it's a pretty um specialized type of question right i mean he wants yeah. to he wants a level of customization in his pen right Which and I there's understand. very very few things that are going to allow for that except a fountain pen or you know if there's some other you know rollerball with cartridge options which are very few and far between mm-hmm. so Anyway, so hopefully we'll uh, we'll see if any any listeners know of anything. Y'all can shoot me, uh, send me an email. You can get me uh, at penaddict.com forward slash contact, or you can tweet it to me at dowdyism d o w d y i s m. And uh, you know that's that's probably a good place to leave it today, Mike. Unless you got anything else, I totally agree. Um, I'm on Twitter as well. I'm i m y k e. But Brad is always, of course, the man that you should get in touch to with these things. Um. Until next time, Brad, we will speak to our listeners later. Absolutely. Enjoyed it as always. Thank you very much for listening. Keep writing. Bye-bye. Bye.